Welcome to another message from Charles Millett Ministries. For more information, contact Christian Provision Ministries at 919-774-9462 or visit us online at www.christianprovision.com. It's great expectations on your radio. Get clear. Let's get clear, y'all. Get focused. Let's get focused. Get moving. Great expectations. With the bishop, Charles Millet. Yeah. With the bishop, Charles Millet. You're rocking with the bishop, Charles Millet. Great expectations. The favor of God is not only just about God giving you stuff. It's not about God giving you things. It's about what God does for your life and how it impacts your lifestyle. And I want you to understand when I talk about the favor of God, it has everything to do with how you treat people. When you treat people right, because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So God is all about people. And the favor of God has everything to do with how you treat people. When you treat people right, please hear me, favor is close to you. When you love right, favor is close to you. When you handle people right, favor is close to you because God is all about people. Favor is very close to me when I actually do right by people. And when I say do right by people, I don't mean just giving Dewey a smile because I can give him a smile and not love him. I can give him a smile and not be kind towards him. I can give him a smile and not be patient towards him. But God is so blessing and so speaking and want you all Warning all of us to get this. Focus on the favor of God and how it comes. Because a lot of times we look at favor from the perspective of what man does. Oh, Lord, they gave me the car for less than what it was worth. Lord, I got the job and I didn't have the qualifications. I got the house and didn't have a down payment. Lord, my child got in school. They failed. All of that stuff is good, but I want to back you into and help you to see what a lifestyle is favor is all about. It's not about just getting things. It's not just about stuff. But the way you get that to flow to you, how you treat people. The favor of God. Focus on that. So when you get this, you're conscious of how you treat people throughout the day. I won't just handle and treat people any kind of way. Favor is very close to me when I treat people right. So when I talk about like, credibility and integrity and attitude and and excellence these character traits are being sought after y'all please hear me by people who are of great importance people who are able to solve a problem for you you want to get this you can see it in the note when God shows you favor it's God sending someone who can solve a problem for you a problem that you could not solve for yourself And God wants me to have a lifestyle of favor, not just an experience with favor, but a lifestyle of favor. And really, y'all, the largest portion of prosperity in our life is not what people do or what they give, but it's the favor of God. 
Favor will do for you what resources and money will never be able to do for you. When I follow the advice of God, it allows me to tap into God's favor. But some of the things that God gives me to do are not necessarily the things I always want to do or feel like doing. But whatever God gives you and I to do, it's always going to be about helping you to have the favor of God on your life. Look at your neighbor and say, friend of mine, God places people in your life that has his favor on them. Why does he place them in my life that has his favor on them? Good question. Because God wants you to follow their counsel. So he puts folk in your life. Listen, the the, the favor of God flows through people. So he puts folk in your life. And how you treat those people has everything to do with how favor will flow to you. And God puts people in my life that has his favor so that when I need insight, when I need advice, when I need instruction, when I need direction, those people are there, Deacon Petty. That's favor. Favor ain't just, you know, I went to the uh, restaurant today and I was sitting down and I was eating and someone came in. Hey, Bishop, how you doing? And I, I, I really didn't, you know how somebody come in and you trying to figure out who is this? They talk to you, who is this, who is this? And I'm one of those people, I don't like to say, what's your name? Who are you? So I kind of try to talk to them in a way until they start, <laughs> I can figure out who they are. But anyway, short version of it, the person says, let me tap into that meal that you're eating and get a blessing. And they laid a $20 bill on the table. And I can say, whoa, man, good man, God bless. That is, that is the, the favor of God, okay? That is true. It came through man. But what if I was at that restaurant and I was hungry and had absolutely no money and that person came? Now God has put somebody in my life to solve a problem for me. Now, the food that I was eating today, I had already paid for it, and I had money in my pocket to buy other people food, but somebody came in, it wasn't even something that I needed, but they gave it to me. See, that, that, that's, that, that's like a lifestyle of favor. That's not an experience with favor. But God puts people in your life who has his favor. And how do you know who they are? They solve problems for you. But if we're not careful, we can overlook those people. And you don't think that favor is in solving problems. But when you got a problem that you can't solve, trust me, beloveds, when God sends you somebody with the answer, look at two people and say, now, good God Almighty, that's the favor of God right there. So let me ask you this question, all right? Whose counsel have you decided that you're going to follow? Whose counsel have you decided that you're going to ignore? Think about it. Who has given you the kind of counsel and you followed it and you improved? You got better. You saw increase. You got a sense of direction. Think about it for just a moment. That ought to tell you something. Those are people 
that God has his favor on that he put in your life. And when God puts those kind of people in your life and you reflect for, think about it for just a moment. Who is it that I've sought counsel, who I've talked to, and I've seen the improvement? So if I think about it from that perspective, I don't, if, if, if I've talked, for example, if, if I've talked to Joy and she's given me some great advice and helped me and it's blessed me, I don't need to go back and wonder the next time, should I talk to Joy? God has already shown me the people he's put in my life that have his favor on them because their counsel has helped me. But if I'm listing the people and your counsel has not prospered me, has not increased me, has not advanced me, did not open the door for me, I don't need to ask myself, do I need to go back to you for counsel? Because it is clear, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person, but please hear me. It does say that you possibly don't have God's favor on you. Because Bishop has taught me tonight that God's favor flows through people. And one of the ways I know it is Deacon Petty just look at the council. He said, oh Lord, I don't know who to talk to. Who should I talk to? Any of y'all ever been at a place where you, you, you had questions, you needed answers? And, and, and you really wondered and, and, and you're talking to God and you're thinking about, well, what should I do? And all of us have that. But guess what? Ask yourself this question. Whose counsel have I decided to listen to and whose counsel have I decided to ignore? So it helps you as you make decisions. So when I got a decision I need to make or something I need to do, I don't sit around and ponder over, God, who in the world should I talk to? I just say, who have I talked to before? And when I look at it, I can honestly say, it blessed me. And you want to be that kind of person too, where you're the kind of person, the kind of counsel you provide, you give the kind of counsel that helps make people better, that helps improve them. Helps advance them. I don't need really another sad person when I've got a sad story. Really. As much as it pains me, Minister Miles, I need a happy person. Someone that will help pull me through it. So that's a look at that. That's a good question to ask yourself. Say, who is giving you godly counsel? And as a result of that counsel, you've been able to improve and increase and doors have opened for you. And see, what I got to be careful about is that when they give that to me, now that they give that to me and it advances me and it blesses me and then I reach a place where I no longer want to pay attention to them. That's how it is with God. You can't have God bless your life so much and move you in the right direction and help you with stuff. And then you be there and all of a sudden, you know, it's like you don't pay attention to God like you used to. If you look in your Bible and your leisure in particular, but if you look at Mark chapter six and verse eight, Mark chapter six and verse eight, and this is where God had sent uh, the disciples out and had given them commission to tell them where to go and what to do. And one of the things he said to me, he says, now listen, as you go, he says, now that you don't have to, uh, you don't have to take nothing for your journey, save a staff only, no script, no bread, no money in your purse. And for years, 
I camped in church and they said that scripture meant that preachers don't need to take nothing for their service. That God said that as you go, don't take nothing. But I read above that scripture, I read beyond that scripture, and I went to the commentary and I found out that ain't, that ain't what the Lord is talking about. And it didn't take me long to figure that out because the same people that don't want you to take nothing trying to get everything they can get. So what I found out about that is this is what the Lord was saying. As I bless you, as I increase you, as I expand you, as I add to you, as I give you people that favor you, as they help advise you and counsel you, as you move forward, don't get to the place to where you become so successful that what you get, I can't tell you what to do with it. You don't learn how to preach the Bible and minister the word so good until I don't even tell you what to preach no more. You decide what you're going to preach when you're going to preach it. So, Bishop, you don't even have to check with me no more. No, 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 no. When it says don't take no scripture, no words, don't get so good at what you do until I can't tell you how to do it. Don't be so blessed with money. Don't be so blessed with resources. Don't be so blessed with, with your having your purse get fat until I can't tell you what to do with what you got. So the whole point God is trying to say is as God favors us, y'all, this is the favor of God. And this is a year of spiritual renewal. God is putting people, I prophesy over your life. God is putting people in your life that has his favor. They ain't coming with just something in their hand. They will open their mouth and give you one instruction, one direction, and it will open a door and totally liberate your life. This right here will help us with a whole lot of, a lot of worrying and stress and anxiety. We'll go away, y'all. Who should I talk to? Lord, I'm going through with my husband. I talked to my cousin, and she told me, her mama told her, always keep enough money to catch the bus back home. And her mama told her, no, don't put up with it. Don't do that first time. Make a believer out of him. And she'd been without her husband for years. That's not the counsel you want. Talk back to me, somebody. <laughs> is, is, this, is this helping anybody? Okay. So we got to be conscious of that. Once God favors you, look at your neighbor and say, don't stop listening to him. See, God's favor is like this river. And it's, it's, it's just, it's like, I mean, just imagine it. I mean, it's, it can be like the ocean, man. That's just, you know, as wide and as far as you can see, man. God's favor is like that. And that, that's what the favor of God is like. Thank God for the favor of man. Jesus grew in wisdom. He grew in knowledge. He grew in, grew in stature. And he grew in, in, in favor with God and with man. So God is saying, you're going to have both. But it comes from God. And God's favor is like this big ocean, man. And, and, and God, it's, I think it, the reason I think it's so big is because all God's people got to be entitled to it. So I don't ever have to get jealous of what you're getting because the ocean is so big. God's favor is so large. He ain't going to do so much for you until he run out of it. Ain't got enough for me. 
It's going to be plenty. But God blesses me, increases me, put the people there that help me, advance me, open doors for me. And then I just start swimming. And I swim off on my own. I'm swimming. Now I done found me a stream. And the stream is good, but don't think about it. The stream is flowing away from the river. It's flowing away from the ocean. Before you know it, after a while, that thing runs out. And then you look up and say, I got to get my favor back. Well, you got to get all the way back to the ocean. Because you done drifted so far. Don't drift so far away from the people that God put in your life to help you until you got to go so far to get back. Favor. The favor of God. So let's not get it and then be like, well, Lord, I'll get back with you. Mm -mm. God is the greatest mentor in my life. There's no greater mentor in my life than God. And I always got to listen to him. And God is trying to teach us that even when you reach or achieve higher levels, you still have to obey God. So I got to believe and I got to be open and attentive to the voices of favor in my life. And when you do that, you tap into favor. Look at your neighbor and say, again, people carry God's favor. And people have everything to do with God. So listen, y'all, you can... You, you, can, you can sow favor by how you treat people, like being kind to people, helping to create opportunities for people, opening doors for people, helping other people, trusting other people, promoting other people, helping to pull people up to another level. And when you do that, you bring in a harvest of favor for your life. I believe one of the things that, is, that has caused me to walk in such favor, one thing I've always had a passion for, and that's helping people. Sometimes Pastor Patty tell me, hey, you can't solve everybody's problems. And I have to find myself sometimes telling myself, now, Bishop, you don't have nothing to do with that. You have to, because I just like, I want to help everybody. Want to see everybody get better. Want to see everybody prosper. Want to see everybody increase. And the only thing about that is sometimes that can be good and then sometimes that can be not so good. See, I come to the stage and I'm encouraged. Woo! I'm encouraged. And I got so much courage, I take my courage and I encourage you. You follow me? And then you are so encouraged as a result of my courage that if I'm not careful, I'll leave the stage discouraged. So I have to understand where my help comes from and what I'm supposed to do and who God has sent in my life to bless me. So I create harvest of favor for myself by doing it for other people. Favor is one of God's streams that flows through people. You got to care about how you treat people and how you care for people and how you use the word of God to develop the traits that qualify you because it gives you access to the favor of God. Having God's favor is a goal for me. Why? Because again, God uses his favor to promote me. He uses his favor to protect me. And he uses his favor to provide for me. Not only, in the same way God does it for me, he teaches us to do that for each other. Like a father with his children. When you're favoring your children, you know what you're doing? You're in a position to promote to protect and even provide for your kids. 
So having God's favor is a goal. Tell your neighbor, having God's favor is going to be a goal for me. Because God uses his favor to promote, protect, and provide for me. When you honor God's instruction and his chain of command, favor flows towards you. And if you want to live a favorite life, let's conclude with this right here. Let me give you just a few things. Don't choose to be distant from authorities. The supervisor on your job, you, 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 you can't expect favor to flow from you or flow towards you if you don't want to have nothing to do with your supervisor. You don't want to have nothing to do with your manager. You don't have nothing to do with your director. You don't, listen, you don't want to have nothing to do with your coach, but you want to play on the team. You don't want to have anything to do with your teacher, but you want to pass. Children that don't want to have nothing to do with their parents, but want their parents to help them. You can't, you can't choose, you know, Pastor Denise, to be distant from authorities because God wants to bless you through the chain of command. And when you honor them, you sow a seed into your own future. We had a funeral not too long ago, and I had to be away. A few weeks ago, I had to be away teaching during the funeral, and I couldn't be here, and we held it here. And uh, so I couldn't preside over it. And uh, several of our pastors that I wanted to do it weren't available either on that Saturday. So I called Bishop Upchurch. Raise your hand, Bishop Upchurch, right there. I said, Bishop Upchurch, because he's being mentored. He's being groomed. He's being tutored. He comes uh, on Tuesday nights, comes on Sundays. He does everything because I'm teaching and helping to develop him and helping to mature him and what he wants to become and the kind of leader that God's called him to be. And the only way he's able to do that is he submits. He's not ready for leadership if he don't master submission. He's not, he not ready for that if, if, he don't, if he can't master that. So he comes on Tuesdays, his wife comes, sometimes he brings his church and stuff. And so I said, Bishop, I called him, I said, listen, uh, I got a funeral coming up. I got to be away. This is what I need you to do. I need you to oversee the funeral. He had something to do, but you know what he said? I'll move what I got to do because my leader needs me to take care of something for him. So he, called, he makes a call, he moves, he calls back and said, I got that taken care of. Now he's a bishop. I give him instruction. He comes here, oversees everything now. Pastor Donna is an associate pastor. An associate pastor by way of titles is under a bishop. But I gave Pastor Taylor the responsibility and what to do when she's here, how to get ready for Bishop Upchurch and everything. And I say, Bishop Upchurch, Pastor Taylor is going to be there to take care of you, to serve you and everything. He doesn't walk in the building on that Saturday oversee the funeral telling Donna, get out the way. Bishop told me to do this. No, even though he's the bishop, he came here and said, Pastor Donna, what do I need to do? How do I need to do that? Pastor Taylor sets all of that up. They work together. After everything is over, I do two things. I call Pastor Taylor and I say, Pastor Taylor, how did Bishop of Church do? He did just fine, Bishop. Took care of everything. Everything was in order, just like he asked him to do. I didn't have no challenges. Then I picked up the phone and I said, Bishop of Church, how did Pastor Donna do? And she asked him. And he said, Bishop, 
She did everything she was supposed to do. She had everything in order. I didn't have to worry about nothing. Both of them, even though one had a title that was higher than the other one, he was able to submit to the person with the lower title. And then the person with the lower title wasn't tripping because she wasn't in charge of the service where she was the associate pastor. So what was happening for both of them? Got to close. What was happening for both of them? Favor was flowing towards both of them because both of them had had received counsel and guidance from their leader that has the favor of God on his life. And what can happen for us? Young people, stop putting all this distance between you and your parents. Well, I, 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 no, 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 no. You are not going to be, you, 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 you abandon your protection, your promotion, and your ability to be provided for. Well, my mama and my daddy, old fogey, they don't get it. Well, help them to get it. Help them to get it. I'm almost 60 years old. But one thing I am not going to do is talk back to my mama. I'm not going to do that. I may not agree with her. I may not understand everything. But the one thing is not going to happen. I'm not going to get this late in the evening, this old in my life, this far down the road, and then start making foolish decisions, disrespecting my mama. Not on, and, and this is the woman that has given me advice to net that's brought me to where I am. And then just because I'm her pastor, all of a sudden she can't tell me nothing. Well, my mama out of touch. How old are you in my 30s? How old your mama in her late 40s or 50s, whatever? You ain't been living long enough to know everything. And see, this is what makes people's mouths get twisted. Their mouth mouth gets twisted, but you better listen to me. God cannot bless me if every time my mama trying to help me, I know everything. She can't tell me nothing. I got all the answers. I got all the solutions. God can't bless me. And anybody here, let me see any, anybody, supervisor, director, manager, let me see anybody boss, stand up for just a moment. Just, just right, right quick, right quick. Anybody in charge in the employment industry, just, just stand up right quick. What is it like when you get somebody to work under you that no matter what you tell them, you can't tell them nothing? How many of them do you want to make your next assistant? Show me your hand. Zero. But how about the one that comes in and says, Deacon Petty, I'm going to do everything I can to be your right-hand man. Whatever you need me to do. I'm not brown-nosing. I'm not sucking up. But I tell you what, I'm here to solve problems. I, I, I come and I need your counsel. I need your wisdom. You ain't the supervisor for nothing. Those are the people. So if I need somebody else... To oversee the service. Do you think I'm going to struggle whether I need to call Bishop up church or not? No, he done already proven that he can handle an instruction. And that's, hold it, hold it. That's what God does when he looks at every single one of us. What are you doing with the favor I gave you, but the enemy got you thinking I'm being told what to do? No, God tells me it's favor, Bishop. Let's get clear, y'all. Get focused. Let's get focused. Get moving.
Charles Millet Ministries would like to thank you for listening to this message. We pray that the favor of God continues to elevate your life. Our mission is to get clear, get focused, and get moving. If you want more information about our ministry, please contact Christian Provision Ministries at 919-774-9462 or visit us online at www.christianprovision.com. Yeah, you on with the bishop, Charles Millet. Yeah, with the bishop, Charles Millet. You rockin' with the bishop, Charles Millet. Great expectations.